Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this, so it's come to this, so it's come to this, Second a movie podcast. I'm Charlie, that's Eric. We're talking about Mad Men from 1981. It's kind of a good movie. Hi! Man, what you do you stuck think? It there. <clears throat> that I was, was losing it towards the end. I was that was to lose uh, it. that was all freestyling. I was we had, off uh, the dome, as they say. That's, <laughs> this is uh, that's the improv skills. This of is what Swanson. this podcast is now. Is just <laughs> just us fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I gotta admit that song went better than I like. There was a point where I thought you were getting in over your head, and then and then Early. two different times I was like, "He stuck it, he did it, he did it." Thank you, thank you. I appreciate. I was like that. Joe Latrulio in Wet Hot American Summer, like impressed with uh, Ken Marino. Like, Absolutely, did it. Yeah, you got it. That's me. I'm the Ken Marino of podcasts. We know that. <laughs> That'd be cool to be the Ken Marino of anything. I wouldn't be but, against uh, it. No, Ken no. Marino feels like the kind of guy who was born to be in a movie like we're talking about tonight. Oh, absolutely. Feels born to be in a camp slasher from this era, looking exactly like he's looked every year you've seen Ken Marino. <laughs> he would yeah. fit in so good. Picture him in Sleepaway Camp as the, sh- the guy with the... The oh dick yeah, shorts. I'm thinking of him definitely as uh, TP in this one, doing TP. the doing the jacuzzi swirls. We're talking Madman <laughs> tonight. Madman, John Ham's Madman. <laughs> Ham just brings it to the role of you don't even know it's him under all the Madman Mars. Yeah, they makeup. really they make they made him up big time in this one. Was, Unrecognizable. You know, he had to change his face. <laughs> and that took that's why his career that's why nobody knew John Hamm was until he was like already in his late 30s because mm-hmm. he's went through 15 years of facial reconstruction surgery after this movie Madman I the, appreciate that dedication yeah the prequel to Madman was a total direct rip of Friday this is one of the most beautiful low budget quickie job releases I love it that just totally takes like, oh, yeah, Friday the 13th, do that. Yeah. Do that for less money and we'll make decent money. <laughs> yeah, this is your summer camp slasher. We we talked about it last week with Friday the 13th. Yeah. So I figured let's just talk about a ripoff. <laughs> let's just do it. But Madman's a lot of fun. It's really stupid, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and It I, does not have any of the brains that Friday the 13th right. has. Right. It is definitely like it is the most pristine example of that movie that is made as a people are paying money to see this do it now. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a beautiful example of that and cuz those kind of movies have actually are responsible for some of our most favorite watches. Well, I was going to say the the other thing reading up on Madman, it's actually they were going to do more of the cropsy angle, but then Oh, like the like the burning. But then the burning came out. Yeah. And they had to they had to ditch that whole thing. So Madman Mars just becomes this weird farmer, psychopathic murderer entity in, guy a, that, in a house out in the woods. This big old lumberjack that murdered his family but but fled into the woods to escape execution. Yeah. I think that's the uh, That was the campfire that's the story, right? We get a good campfire tale opening yeah the, the, the little tune i was doing just now if you don't know was a parody uh, of sorts of the madman mars theme which is pretty we get, iconic we'll talk about that for well i probably got a good 15 yeah on the theme okay we'll get good. to that a tight 15 on the madman you mars wrap up theme. With that? we'll wrap with that okay good 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 but but we get a bit then you'll know you'll, app- right? you'll have a real appreciation by the end of this for charlie's freestyle you'll <laughs> You, if you're sour on it now, I think you'll turn you'll turn yeah, positive by the end. Don't worry, I won't do it again. If you don't <laughs> yeah. like it, the worst is over, and it. I think you'll have a good appreciation for it after another half hour. <laughs> but it is like a 
It doesn't have any of the brains of Friday the 13th, but it has, we've used this f- term before, a high floor. Mm. I, I need minimal out of my camp slasher. The woods is a scary place to me. I've been camping. I've been in the woods. Sometimes I don't like it. <laughs> Especially you get a look across like a valley at a bunch of trees. And uh, it's just this wall just of trees, trees and you can't see anything underneath. And mm-hmm. it just has this feel of a... Not knowing what's out there yeah. is a big one just for me. Just at the edge of this border of woods, you mm-hmm. know? Ugh. I don't like the woods. At dark? Yeah. Dangerous and so stuff. so summer camp slashers already are just surrounded by ominous woods. And I already get into them. They do very... Just their setting. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. And then the charm of Friday the 13th and the actual quality build to, to kills and reasons for people to be separated and the turns in the story, those just aren't really madman's thing. <laughs> Not interested. In no. They're really, yeah, the, as paper thin as a slasher plot can be, <laughs> yes. this one is real thin. It's essentially just campers overnight getting picked off one by one. All voluntarily being like, all right, well, now three of us haven't returned, so mm-hmm. I guess I'm up. It's the it's all the cliches. It's all the bad cliches. Yeah. Which that's, are, what, that's where Madman lives, in the cliches. But Madman lives also in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I dig <laughs> Because it. These, I dig it. these are like, for me as a wrestling fan, it's like the, the Southern Tag formula. Mm. It's the kind of formula you can put any guys in. They work the hit the right notes and you get a guaranteed reaction. Totally. It's like a good bat. And for summer camp horror movies, you have to be the most inept filmmaker possible to not make me interested in people in the dark, in the woods Hmm. getting stalked. That's just scary to me. And so madman, even though it is (laughs) very cheap in a lot of the ways that even Friday the 13th was cheap, but smart Mm -hmm. madman is really just like, yeah, these kids are going to get offed, and some of them are going to take longer to pad this out. One of them is going to say the name Betsy about <laughs> 80 times. And don't forget TP. They talk about TP. The name, some of the names <laughs> in this movie, in this movie out in the woods. <sighs> when we were talking about the beyond many episodes mm, ago that's going back a bit we get the infamous dicky scene <laughs> oh yeah how could i how could i forget about dicky how could you forget dicky the dog who's been referenced on camera more than like lassie mm-hmm. and all within a 90 second period you hear the wo- this woman shrieking the name dicky in that like empty room italian dubbed horror movie <laughs> oh, sound man. Dicky, just way too loud in the mix. Dicky, <laughs> so much. Just the only thing she says, and it's the most confusing, like <laughs> shaky camera scene, and this woman just shrieking about Dicky. Close-ups of a dog. Yeah, we hear the name TP, which is among the least cool <laughs> abbreviations. I don't know nicknames. what. I don't know what it's supposed to be abbreviating, but you don't abbreviate your name to TP. Do you know? My have my my cousin, who's a oh, little older than who me, who listens to the show is TP. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> he grew up in like San Diego. Mm. He's a cool uh, cool guy, and his name is T Michael. Mm. T Michael, like M Emmett Walsh. I don't have a problem with that. He's T Michael Brassington. T Mike. Hell yeah. T Michael. You don't have a problem. Better than, you don't, better than toilet paper. Yeah, but so toilet paper <laughs> is just unfortunate. But you wouldn't be like a bit like if a kid walked into your fourth grade class and his name was T. Michael. <laughs> that's like a different like. That's, that's a, weird, right? I, I could see that. I could see that. I, I feel like there would be definitely that moment of like, you want me to call you what? T. Michael. T. Michael. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My cousin is T. Michael. <laughs> e. Lois. You know? It happens. It happens. It happens. People, so TP, people like to abbreviate you know? things. I don't know. So TP is not, you know, he would have been TM Brassington, but oh, uh, TP terrible. is just TM is terrible. Unfortunate. Glad he didn't do that. Yeah. TP. We don't even know what it stands for. <laughs> you never find out. <laughs> One of only, the great mysteries it's of this only film. called TP. <laughs> they didn't write this guy a name. They gave him two letters. Timothy Philip. Maybe. Thomas 
Paul? Who knows? Could be. Maybe. Maybe his name is just TP. Like A.C. Slater. That's rough, too. He doesn't even have a last name, this kid. These are derelicts. Those are the people they get to work at camps. Or maybe he thought he was going to be this, you know, P.T. Anderson type. (laughs) But he got it wrong. (laughs) He just fucked it up. P.T. Anderson is like, oh, it's got this old carnival barker with a sense of awe to it. He's just like, yeah, TP. (laughs) Oof. Just a crash landing right out of the... I don't uh, know. We never find out because all we know about TP is that he is horny as hell. Man. And he dies pretty much this does, in the first 20 minutes. This does have the, the horniness of a summer camp. Well, that's what I was going to say. This movie delivers everything a summer summer camp yeah. slasher movie Again, is going to deliver. It, it is just, a hard formula to mess up. Yeah. You buy your ticket knowing what you're getting, and it gives you that. Yeah. Now, a part of the appeal, sadly, is just the look of the era. Mm. 80s slashers just look better than modern 2000 slashers. The shorts are shorter. Yeah, the shorts are shorter. <laughs> guys and girls. Oh yeah. The guys oh, we're are equal the shortest opportunity you've seen. shorts here. Oh, you've never seen shorter shorts. The hair is always just bigger. Some of the hair better. is glorious. <laughs> yeah, you're talking shorts. Kid, you're talking Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon and Friday the 13th. Those are tiny little trunks. Tiny trunks during that cool drowning rescue. His name was TT. (laughs) (laughs) Madman does not have the pranksters doing drowning, but they do have a a group of various 20-somethings that all didn't do a ton of other acting Mm -hmm. in movies, except we got... This blew me away. This woman is the John Cazale of horror. Okay, tell me who we're talking about. Uh... Galen Ross, who's our our final girl, mm-hmm. there she's Betsy, the woman whose name we've heard forty five times spoken <laughs> by another character. These are the three movies she's been in: Dawn of the Dead, oh yeah, Madman, uh huh, Creepshow. Ooh, who is sh- she's the woman in something to tide you over. Oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you only see her like on the TV monitor. Uh-huh. Holy cow. She's the woman. Those are her three roles. That rules. So she will... I totally remember her in Dawn of the Dead now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we will be covering the entirety of Man. Gail Galen Ross's career. Good for you, as Galen. As an actress, right? I love that. What a trio. What is she doing now? I got to look her up. Looks like she's directing stuff. Oh, yeah. Documentaries. Oh, documentaries. Very cool. Sounds like a very interesting woman. God bless. We love you, but Galen. She's what? a good. She's a good final uh, Betsy in this one. Yeah, absolutely. She, I don't, she she gets a lot of name screen time. Oh yeah. Due to that one character. Oh my gosh. We get such a weird group of kids. I love knockoff groups of kids. I have so many questions about this whole cast. Bring actually, it. bring it. All em. right. First off. If you've seen the movie, you know that it starts with the campfire scene, which is great. It's a good but campfire scene. You realize, A, that this is not a summer camp necessarily. It sounds like it's in the middle of fall because yeah. he's the, the main guy, our like head guy, Max, the old guy. He's what making a weirdo. It, he's making it sound like he's like, <laughs> well, we're closing up this week and then I'm off, off for Thanksgiving or something like that, right? Yeah. Okay, so A, we're in the regular school year time camp. There's what seven counselors and maybe four camp. There's a kids? high counselor to camper ratio. What's going on with only like five kids though? And the kids—they're like, not even trying. Age range from like <laughs> twelve to like twenty somethings. Yeah, I it's you don't know who are the campers are and who are just the people at the camp. Yeah, it's that... the most sparsely populated. You watch a sleepaway camp, the genre oh. heavyweight. Bus loads of kids. Tons of kids. <laughs> An obnoxious amount of kids. Wet Hot American Summer gets that right. Sure. Fill that building with kids. That or a full scene of kids. Do it like Friday the 13th, and the kids haven't shown up yet. We're yeah. still setting up. That's the typical smart workaround. Mm-hmm. This is just a weird... Uh, they're basically a cult living out there. This doesn't seem like a money-making operation. It, it felt like maybe this was, yeah, like a private getaway or, or not getaway like a private like camp for weird kids or... <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the maybe, age maybe range like, was the weirdest thing. Maybe like Mensa kids or something. Maybe these are all like genius kids. I don't. There was something going on there where it was like these aren't just normal. Well, kids. that counselor guy, that weirdo, he really feels like a alternate universe Oliver Reed and the Brood. <laughs> Yeah, the Max he's weird. It's like yeah, he's he has a weird, he, he's like oddly Mormon sunshine. Yeah, yeah, Mormon Oliver Reed. Yeah, white bread Oliver Reed. He has the same kind of fluffy sailors cardigans. He's the most thoughtful, like um, agreeable character <laughs> oh I've God. ever met. What of my like in a movie? Like it's such a yo teach kind mm-hmm. of character. Oh, yeah. He's totally Where he's mentor. like totally like jacket slug over shoulder. There's this line I love. This is these are the gems of these kind of movies because they got to write dialogue mm-hmm. for all these people. And if you're writing 80 pages of dialogue, even if you're bad, like you're gonna land on some accidental gold. And not to say this was accidental. Mad Men did a lot of things right. Mm-hmm. The prequel to Mad Men, <laughs> and this guy. Before he's, you know, going into town for the night because the guy, main guy's got to go in to a diner. Mm-hmm. Got to have a diner scene like that. Right. You got to have the head guy get out of the scene. So yeah. The so these counselors can, can, can make uh, their mistakes. Yeah. They can bone and <laughs> mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. This all needs to happen. You can play an unendurable game of strip monopoly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or. You know, you can get to it uh, like the people in Mad Men here, which uh, as the guy is leaving, he goes, oh, and that beer you've been hiding in the back seat, uh, back of the bottom of the fridge, cut to all of them going, Ooh. just make sure to save me one. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, this guy. But even before that, so the movie opens with them doing the scary thing campfire tales and yeah. then later the counselor i think it's betsy goes up to max and it's like you know that's really some of the kids were in nearly in tears it, they were, it was too scary and max is like you know betsy i hadn't thought of that that's yeah. a really good point i'll remember that next time things it's have like, gotten what kind pretty of spooky. after school special are we yeah. doing here he is just such a like thoughtful like yes you're right i'll take that under uh, yeah. guidance thank you know you. what thank you for, and, and his I'm, speech is I'm always proud like, of you for speaking up exactly right now. his whole speech is always like you've made a real difference in these kids <laughs> lives they're gonna remember this forever and yeah. good on you and all the, it's just like wow this it guy really is it really positivity. is this guy giving this like warm uh kind of new age parental figure Absolutely. approach to the camp counselor thing new age is the way to put it yeah very much with no hints this is a rare no hints of that old man hooking up with a teenage camp counselor <laughs> exactly we no usually perversity. get uh yeah. you know the guy wearing really short jean cutoffs and tinted shades that that's into alice mm-hmm. in friday the 13th or mel in sleepaway camp oh god Old, old, like, 58-year-old Mel going on, like, (laughs) still laying pipe, (laughs) apparently. Walking around with a cigar the entire summer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, just stinking. One thing about me is I stink like cigar (laughs) constantly. Exactly. Every room, every building I'm in stinks. I would have loved if in this movie we cut to Max, who's gone out for the evening at, at like a strip bar or you know, like, <laughs> just like the dirtiest. He externalizes hole. his. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. <laughs> he keeps it out of the camp. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you got to be a role model on the camp. When yeah. when you're on Max's time, though, <laughs> anything goes. <laughs> but I don't want him in this scenario to be disrespectful at the titty bar. Oh, of course. Like, I still want him being, like, a good guy. Yeah, not like, him being, like, a gross dude. Yeah, he's, he's not going to, like, drink too much and, like, cool. fall over I'm glad himself. I want to save the get, sanctity yeah. of He doesn't get, like, Max. kicked out of these. He's, okay. he's welcomed. Cool. They know Max at, the, at okay. the titty club. They know him because of his level of respect. Oh, they can't wait to see him. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> I like it. But he's a dirty man. <laughs> <laughs> but he has his vices. He's got his proclivities, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. So these kids, once they invoke Madman Mars five minutes into the oh, movie. This fucking Ricky, Richie kid, right? Richie. Richie. Never a good Richie. I hate Richies. Yeah. Uh, Richie invokes it with, Sorry, with a song that scares some of the younger ones. 
And it's immediately like, you know, I wouldn't do that. If you sing that song, you're going to invoke. And he's just like, that old tale. Uh-huh. Classic. Man. The hubris. On, I am afraid of nature. So I think I would have a little more respect if I was dragged along kicking and screaming on a camping trip. I would not mock the woods or its lore. Why risk it? But Richie's don't care. Richie yells Richie's out. Richie's ruin it for everyone. He's, yeah, he's the one that yells out, come and get us, Madman Mars. And uh, you know how that always plays out. Oh, God. You so I, I love that part of the fun of Friday the 13th is the reveals of the killers and, uh, you know, the mystery of the, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love in Madman Mars that's just like, you know what his face looks like. You immediately get the size of him. He's a giant, big ogre guy who got his nose bit off in a fight. Mm-hmm. His face is also rotten. We don't know how he exists. <laughs> and he he's basically gives off... It felt like a Sasquatch movie. Actually, yeah. It felt definitely. like a Sasquatch movie combined with a camp slasher. Because this was a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Batman Mars even runs through town like a Sasquatch. Well, I think the first shot you see is silhouette in the trees. He's like a monkey up yeah. in the trees. Oh, I love that down. shot, That's though. a great shot. It That's scary, man. But when the guy's walking there and he's hears rustling the trees, and you can see a man watching from like a high-up branch. How do you not just start screaming at the top oh of my your lungs God. in that moment? Are you kidding? <laughs> like, I would just start screaming and running if I like had just had the Madman Mars story we, and there's a dude up oh there. Oh, my God. We recently uh, watched some of these horror movies that we've been talking about. Uh, had a big old socially distance uh, movie day. Yeah. And... That scene in Madman with Mars in a tree was the scariest thing I saw that day. That mm. was there's always a couple of moments where I find myself in that kind of paralysis. The same like when I get watching The Terminator mm-hmm. or I had watching Get Out in the theater when he's being hypnotized and put in the sunken place where you're just staring and drawn fully in. Right. And right. that moment was it for me. That's one of those gems you get in a little low budget formula flick like this this movie had a couple moments like that for me i think yeah the girl hiding in the refrigerator mm-hmm. stuff like there was some good chasing in this one i agree yeah but this tree scene the key for me was the branch that this large looking shadow was on was too high yeah just a bit too high it wasn't like he could jump six feet down on you he looked like 15 feet up definitely if you're walking back and you see a silhouette of a man 15 up in a tree, how are you not just pissing your pants? Exactly. And just running screaming without looking where you're going. I am a coward. Apparently, apparently. So am I. Yeah. Cuz that is no, That's definitely how, what my reaction. The guy just kind of looks up and just goes, huh, like weird night out in these woods." Or it's kind of like it's one of those where they, the movie maybe could have made it. You think that Richie wasn't sure if he actually saw that or not. Yeah. But he stares he at it for a good long thing. time. And we see the guy in the tree, and then we see him moving yeah. up there. It's not like, oh, I think that was just a shadow of a branch that I thought was a dude. Yeah, we no, it's see a, a man moving Yeah, way high up than a man should be and moving. And Richie's still like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> I thought everybody was down on the ground with us. All right. Yeah. Better go Goofing check out that here. spooky farmhouse I was going <laughs> yeah. to anyways. God, we get 20 minutes of Richie going through this <laughs> abandoned farmhouse. Like, what What do you want, man? I just thought of, like, for? if Predator, if, like, all of them had just been like, well, let's just go this other way in the woods. <laughs> let's just go this other part of the jungle. After seeing just, like, a dreadlocked man in a tree, Bill Duke's just like, nah, yeah, we didn't see that. We should probably go back through the town. That yeah, we should go decimated. back from whence we came. <laughs> just Richie, just no selling a large <laughs> man. Yeah, in a tall tree. Bizarre. These kids are just having it coming, but the Madman Mars they they so after that awesome shot, we get the uh, like the Mike Myers in the the cabinet shot mm, coming mm-hmm. out of the darkness. Great cabinet, and that's when you realize he's also. You know, six eight. Yeah, he's a big dude. That's when you really start to get this the uh, Sasquatch yeah. nature of him. Although I guess being up in a tree, they're already giving him ape like tendencies. 
which no, no that's not really explained. But it's weird. Being well, yeah. an ape wasn't technically part of his lore. He definitely has like a big kind of walking kind of look to him. And then he's got this pig face. He's got a, it's just yeah. a very like, yeah. It's a and big old gross makeup just face. Just a lot going on It's a there. good one. It's a good 1981 makeup face. And I love that they just establish him as this ape ogre. He walks like a big old gorilla. Walks like King Kong exactly. with the, like outward uh, palms backward gait. And There's a few so shots sick. where they show him running too, and it's yeah. creepy as hell. Yeah, those those shots got me a little bit. Where I think running Richie's, down the middle of the Richie's camp. in the farmhouse, maybe, and he looks down and he sees Mars run off yeah. into the woods. It's like, ah, yeah, that's really. I that's... don't want to see a dude in a tree at night. I don't want to see a oh. dude running through the woods at night. I know. I that's what's so great. You take a movie like this set during this era, and the setting's right, and the setting just carries a lot of it. Just stuff's creepier out in the woods. And when you have fun ideas like the Madman Mars character, like, yeah, it's going to work. Yeah. Like, it's a good formula. The budget is not a problem. Can't wait till we're getting into actual shot on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what this, let's see what a $2,000 campfire <laughs> tale can be like. Exactly. Because this one, I don't know what the actual cost of Madman is, but it has to be in the what? Five figures. I don't see anything off the top of the IMDb. It has to be, you know, twenty to fifty thousand dollars, and it hits so many of those great flavors of this era slasher movie that, while it's derivative, eh, you know, the movie obviously has its own charm. It's its own thing, even if it is derivative, and. We get some of that with the behavior of the campers. <laughs> then, you, you know, that always sets it apart a bit. But what really set this behavior apart was our love scene. This is a tender movie, guys. You expect there's going to be... a couple minutes. Once campers start, like, pairing off and getting separated, you expect one or two of these pairings is going to fornicate absolutely it's it's kevin bacon in friday the 13th totally right? someone's got to this get is a, this is a slasher movie rule now what you don't expect is any of the kind of love making that we end <laughs> up getting in this is that what we call scene. it can we call it i don't know making? if they ever got there we get a jacuzzi scene guys gosh when okay all right sorry. we already got the showgirl swimming pool scene <laughs> We are this. This is up there. <laughs> this is far, far more tame, but still much more tame. Still head scratchingly, kind of like, what are they going for so, here? So there must be this weird phenomenon where sex in water is so aggressively bad that while people are in the act of attempting water sex, they just completely forget how to sex. <laughs> right in showgirls when she is just flopping like a fish in a boat on kyle mclaughlin neither of them looked like they knew what they were expecting and she is just going at a full not. perpendicular angle and like it's just the most aggressive rodeo bull riding i've seen in the least it didn't look comfortable uh, that's for sure this uh, though this this is the opposite of there's that. a scene between betsy and tp in this hot tub that is actually synchronized sex <laughs> yeah well i mean there's always some synchronization but but these guys this but, is we're, we're doing moves in the water here eric we're, this we're is talking such about a like choreography here. saturday night fever how deep is your love slow motion spinning camera scene absolutely with these two just not having sex in a hot tub it's the dumbest if you had seen this behavior in like a disney cartoon like in like Ariel and Eric are about to kiss and Sebastian's singing Kiss the Girl and they're all just kind of chasing each other this on a is boat and like that. Yeah. These two, it takes forever just to get one of them like touching the other one because mm. they're both at opposite edges. <laughs> Somehow this is also the biggest hot tub I've ever seen. This is a big tub. This is meant for a lot of people. These guys are doing laps in this thing, and I've been in some big tubs with you know that can seat eight people, and you can't get the kind of distance. They these are guys so are far apart. They're circling each other, and, and they're and they're twirling. They twirl. Towards freedom. They twirl <laughs> towards each other. So they're 
So they're across from each other in the hot tub, and they're both walking like counterclockwise in the tub. But then occasionally they'll be walking and just throw in a slow turn. Yep. Just a slow pivot. Just so like you can he, see the backside of my yeah, head, too. Like I'm facing Charlie right now, and it would be up if I got up and just kind of did a slow turn yeah. that took about three to four seconds before just then meeting his eyes again. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. while you're just kind of like weirdly smiling the whole time, like, this yeah, there, is this before uh-huh. sex part. You, <laughs> you circle each other, you throw in some extra spins for luck, and right. you and you keep the same grin on your face exactly. the whole time. Yeah, and the narrator's like, watch as the male yeah, this is, attempts to court his this is uh, female partner. <laughs> way weirder than anything you've ever seen on Wild Kingdom. This is yeah, the exactly. most un... I have... There's never been humans that have courted each other the way these two almost approach potentially having sex in and this hot tub. They're definitely a couple that seems like they've already done the deed. He's, he's like <laughs> yeah. he's like wanting to get one last one in before they go back to their regular lives. So is yeah. this the first time that they've been this intimate? I have or to say this what's is... going on here? Like, is this a practice thing where they're like, you know I like the hot tub routine first? I'm pretty sure TP... Guys, clearly no idea where to even start. No idea where to put it in. He's just like, I'm going to swirl and twirl a little closer. A little closer. Like this guy is never. It's like, I'm just waiting for his buddy to find out. And he's like, you, ne- you never. And just be furious. Or what him. if his friend's like, did you try the twirling thing? Did you do the twirl? I told you. You got to twirl. <laughs> You're getting like this, that one confusing Seinfeld episode <laughs> where... The one confusing the, one? Well, no, there was that one that came out with the, you stole my move. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But the way they describe sex, I was like, you know, a young teen who had not had sex. And I have a feeling that that episode just confused me more. Because he's like, did you Didn't use help. the knuckle? And I'm always like, what <laughs> oh, did you... God. You know, there's always, everybody's got their right. moves, and, oh, you did my move, and it's like, I, never, I didn't know there was moves. I thought it was a pretty, just a four-step process, essentially, with a lot of repeating. I didn't know there was moves. <laughs> I didn't know there was variations on themes. I don't have moves. And then all their moves, they decided, sounded like, <laughs> the one woman says, like, it felt like aliens probing my body. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, their description sounded like it would be aliens probing bodies. What is this? So... What are we doing? Yeah, TV? I have a feeling uh, there was just a lot of sex confusion on the set of this movie was clearly made by virgins. I think and so. And that's commendable. Yeah, you can see <laughs> that. <laughs> but the other charms outside of their horrific lovemaking are the brutally stupid behavior of some of these other campers. I mean, everybody's a hero. <laughs> Everybody is going to go off single file one after another. One by one. One by one. Oh, my God. It's like Mars had the video game on easy. You know? <laughs> yeah. you just one opponent at a time. Mars was just setting up these <clears throat> pins. Just the easiest takes. Because not only TP, the counselor, is in charge of three boys. Yeah. Three of them. Three of them. All right. And he's they clean up the campfire after the end. And then he has them march double time behind him. Back to the camp. And he yeah. doesn't notice that one out of three of the kids is not there. <laughs> yeah. How do you miss that? This is just Paul Richie's Rudd letting off. a kid drown. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, Homer uh, watching the kids in the treehouse. They're fine. <laughs> Lightning strike. <laughs> yeah. This guy lost a third of his kids. Unbelievable. Oof. Terrible numbers. All he had to do was look back once. Yeah. And he would have noticed. And then, of course, because of that, he's he's in charge. I'm yeah. in charge of these kids. Suddenly he cares about these three kids. So, yeah, he goes off by himself to find Richie. Oh, man. He never comes back. Someone goes off by themselves to find him. And that process repeats about six times. It goes through all of them. Every one of them, on their own, one by one, goes out into the middle of the woods and never comes back. These kids have much less opportunities to have sex or drink or party because they're too busy going off on individual search missions. Yeah, that's the failing for here. the for the bulk of the uh, the film. And the kills are, are really cool. We get a you know big a uh, big axe. You know, Mad Men Mar. Of course, you're gonna have an yeah. Axe. He's an axe man. For Man's sure. gonna total axe axe fanatic. <laughs> 
Axe fan. Yeah, big Axe fan. Yeah. The Madman Mars. This big old gorilla suit pig man. <laughs> Swinging <laughs> that axe. Uh, and so we get some cool effects around those, and I and I dig the movements of Mars. And then I like, even though it wasn't totally successful, I thought, our long closing dual finales, we get a couple of Mars really getting into stalking mode. Because, mm-hmm. of course, all the guys are the ones that are going out first. And... The women are left behind, and I, you know, it's. I used to, yeah, I used to tell scary stories around the town. I was in like the Boy Scouts, mm. and I remember this one about uh, a Boy Scout instructor who's a secretly a werewolf, mm. and he's going out on a in the woods retreat with these boys, and they keep going off. He keeps separating the boys, picking them off one by one. I don't remember who told it, but it scared me. That's pretty so bad. That's good, we yeah. were out in the woods. Come <laughs> on. There's a reason they don't show like Die Hard 2 on airplanes. Like they're <laughs> yeah. not going to show plane movies on an airplane. It's just bad idea. You don't want people to flip out. They don't show the Poseidon adventure on a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, man. I got it. It's it's just smart business. <laughs> and so you're out there in the woods and you're telling like I hear a bunch of kids were murdered here. Like, what? (laughs) Why would we even be joking about this right now? Exactly. It's the elephant in the room. We all just don't talk about it. We all know it's a thing. And so the idea, it at its base level, it always does frighten me when it's like the supposed stronger of the group is Mm. getting picked off. The ones that have been presented as stronger. Totally. You're getting into the, quote, weaker ones. And... You know, that's always a good way to show a strong woman because uh, she's presented as weak. And then, you know, the Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Oh, yeah. Becomes the Gal- hero Galen's halfway through of, the movie. Yeah, Galen Ross got a lot of Sigourney Weaver in her in this movie for sure. Yeah, but we also get a lot of... Ugh. Yeah, who's this the one that's girl, the terrible girl? Ellie. Ellie. Ellie has this tiny little face ugh. and she looks like a big cartoon mouse. She's this tiny girl with a tiny little face and big head of like square curly hair. Yeah, huge hair. A lot of hair. This you mentioned one, yeah. you mentioned the hair in this. Yeah, there's a lot of hair in this one, but she's got a lot, and she's mm-hmm. just insufferable. <laughs> she got just. I she, just can't. <laughs> I felt like bad. any anyone who wants to be around her, it's just like yeah, awful. I don't want to come off like the hero here, but I did not participate vocally in the Ellie bashing <laughs> that the entirety of the rest of the room freely engaged in. People I, were booing Ellie. Yeah, like, people were that. rooting pretty hard for Ellie's death. She's, which It's awful. It's awful having to watch her on camera. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jan Claire, who played her, <laughs> but... It was insufferable. It was one of those where it's like everything she said, I had the guttural like, just like, oh, come on. People were like disgusted by her because it got to a point of not uh, maybe pathetic, but just this like squeaky whininess. And I think at some point, Josh was just like a, oh, just kill her. And and I don't think we're a typically... uh, yeah, root for the kills, eh, totally. kind of crowd. Uh, we like a like a, these kind of just movies. Kill just kill her, Get and then it over and it. then it's like the rest of the room felt invited to be like, "I want her dead." <laughs> like, well, oh. she does have the another. Yeah, she's got one of the drawn out. She's the one who hides in the fridge. I think. Yeah. At one point. Yeah, she's Big given really the, good material. I think they they like her set pieces, and I, I get her movements. It's just kind of hopeless but yeah the fact that she keeps holding out hope that creaking noises are being made by betsy and exactly stuff like that and i think she calls out betsy's name two dozen times always in the same just one step betsy (laughs) and by like the 20th betsy People were just sick. Mm-hmm. We already heard all about TP. Exactly. It's like these people were going to market the hell out of this movie and make action. Be like, we got to get them learning their names. 
We gotta remind everyone who everyone is. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know why movies feel the need to do that at, at a certain point. Oh. I just maybe that's just what you do. Maybe if I'm alone in a camp and everyone's disappeared and there's and you're I think you're out there, I'll just be like, Eric. <laughs> Eric. I mean, I don't. <laughs> and then and then when you don't respond for a minute and a half i'll keep it up yeah I'll then you'll talking. just keep going just yeah. holding out that well, hope eric hasn't responded yet <laughs> oh. better call him again man the woods are scary i don't know <laughs> i can't judge anybody's woods behavior mm. uh, well that's what i mean like maybe i'd be that stupid yeah woods behavior is difficult it's a tough tightrope. I don't. I'm not one of those guys who's like, yeah, I'd fucking kill Mad Men. Yeah, you know, right. I, I'll get him. I, I don't really... have that. In, I know I'd be the guy who would just piss down my leg as I'm running. <laughs> yeah, like I know it. We always <laughs> we always paint like the least glamorous <laughs> pictures of us standing up in any way <laughs> to any obstacle. We always characterize us as folding immediately under pressure i i just know in that moment the the fight or flight i know which way i'm going <laughs> i'm confident i'm faster than at least ellie exactly yeah i'm pushing ellie down honestly i don't know if this is a smart plan or a dumb plan i'm sure people analyze these things the same way they go the best way to survive a zombie <laughs> exactly. apocalypse the best way to survive at a summer camp i'm sure there's like a some show on Shudder. Mm-hmm. It's like a survival in horror scenarios thing. Or every Reddit th- thread of all time. Is yeah. Just like, you know what you got to do is stand next to the tree so that when the lightning strikes, you have something to hold on. Yeah, exactly. Everybody know knows doing. everything. Everybody's yeah. experienced everything. I always, my instinct whenever I watch a camp movie is I would just run into town. Exactly. Yeah. I would just run down the open road because I'd be too scared to go into the trees and I would just hope I could outpace whatever and hope it was distracted with something else. It's the same thing in the raft. I would be the guy that the first time somebody died, I would be utilizing every second mm-hmm. to swim my fat. Like, I would just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, while it's eating someone, while the sludge like, I would have from no, the raft is eating someone, I would I'm immediately going the other disconnect way. and be like, nope, this is a different situation. Yeah. I'm do- so, summer camp thing, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to just creep my way around camp i'd just be like i'm panic running all oh. the way to the closest town i'd be like a dog on the fourth of july yeah just bolt yeah man just take off i just have a feeling i'm watching this and i'm watching these people just creep to their deaths and just like no man i'm gonna be the guy that runs and then my momentum carries my head clean off when i run into an axe <laughs> exactly <laughs> just <laughs> like none of this just like terror it's just me running along and the next thing i know i just have no head Mm -hmm. no time to be just like in a fridge going like betsy right charlie is this the one i'm trying to think if this is the one or maybe there was a scene in friday the 13th where it's just like where the woman is just kind of backed against a thing and just like no don't (laughs) yeah you know it's going to happen yeah you're not you're not getting out of like do something. The jig is up, sister. Yeah. Like la- kick a foot out. So, make Some a move. Grasp right? of make anything. A move. And so, man, me just running into town and running I'd be the guy running through like a setup piano wire. Oh yeah. Thump. <laughs> Oop, sliced me in two. It'd be a good kill. Yeah. I'd You'd be a, a memorable mem- kill in exactly, there. Exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just We get the two and then the final with uh, with Betsy. With her big buildup, it's a good uh, uh, stumble through a campgrounds. Good, good uh, struggle in a car. She covers a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. I like a, it. It's a satisfying movie if it plays maybe a bit too long. Mm. One of those, uh, one of those movies. It's probably like eighty-five or ninety minutes, but it feels like I think you it's know, just under a, ninety. Yeah, yeah. If that was a tight seventy-five, hmm, I don't know. But it has, it has all those flavors that I want. Mm-hmm. From my summer camp slasher, cheaply filmed at night. Oh, filming these things, these poor kids. Every <laughs> every single scene is at night, making a movie, and you're out there in the cold November woods at night. Right, exactly. Just making a cheap horror movie, and then forty years later, some guys are watching it in a machine shop. You know? Yeah. That's forty years pe- later, we're calling you insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
That's such a drag. That's so such a can't come back that's from that. Word like, I, that's just the word that that leaves will somebody no room branded on to come, Ellie. Just damn <laughs> something about the takedown that is insufferable. Well, that's just that. I think that's what Josh was vocalizing when he just was like, "Just kill her." It's like I don't even have time for this shit anymore. Yeah, just <laughs> people ran out of patience with a woman just. Just, it's like watching somebody not help themselves over and over again, and their the room finally just got like, you know what? She doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. She just <laughs> exactly. doesn't want this. Exactly. Call it quits, sweetheart. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you lasted longer than you should have, and you sh- you just just give up. Mm-hmm. Just give up. Just let it go. Just let go. It's like it's the lighter Oliver Reed instead of like push it through, push through it. Come on. <laughs> Out yeah, the other right. side. You have to go all the way through. It's it's Max just being just like, just let it go. Just yeah, just, just let this happen. <laughs> this guy's gonna kill you. All right, you are powerless. He's mad. Madman Mars that Richie old Dick swingingly released uh, earlier in the evening. Ugh. But are Dick you... swingingly released. <laughs> the confidence on Beautiful. Richie is just swinging all over the place. <laughs> Jeez, the confidence of men to just fuck up everything for everyone, just by just by wanting to just be the tough guy, just messing with the bull, just by messing the with horse. Sasquatch, man, yeah. just doing it just to show you can, and ruining twelve lives to own the libs. Yeah, <laughs> that's Richie. <laughs> and the most magical part of this movie is arguably yet to come. We have been on an unintentionable but glorious theme lately of unexpected and magical end credits songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a golden era. Oh. The 80s. It's tremendous. <laughs> and the end this, credits theme song. You know, this one was one of the only things I remembered about this movie. I remembered Mad Men Mars kind of like ogre pig face. Mm-hmm. And I remembered... I think there was a straight jam at the end credits, <laughs> but I don't remember what it sounded like. I just remember being like, okay, mm-hmm. we are not in, not in the same old woods, your dad's woods anymore. <laughs> it's so unexpected and such a different fun vibe because it's back to our little Salem-y witch chanty like, oh yeah, tale of Madman Mars. This total sea chanty, like, folklore song oh, dancing yeah. around the campfire. But it also has these synths that are just like... And it's it's such this old... The tale man, like, this legendary journey's about to commence. Like, they don't do songs like that anymore. No. That's like, yeah, it's like a straight-up uh, loot, you know, medieval, like... <laughs> really, the, it was very the, medieval. The jester following the knight and singing about him, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's totally Some bad. guys just standing for Madman Mars and just <laughs> skipping around playing songs about him on to regale the town square. He's ugly as sin. Yeah, it's such a great little like folktale. It's all and all the vocals are like done in the first forty seconds, and then we get a two minute synth outro mm-hmm. of just that creepy crawly like do like this creepy lurching synth beat. Nice. One of the most memorable outro jams. There's got to be a thing to all these low-budget, cool 80s slashers. The understanding of cool score cues. It's amazing how many of them got it right. There's very few of those movies that I feel have terrible cues. A movie like, remember X-Ray with Barbie Benton in the hospital? A little bit. Real clunker. Yeah. Real bad one. Real bad use of suspense. Bad at all that stuff. Mm. And the score was just so bad. Recycled library music that didn't fit. Really bad old serial suspense stuff that was just cheesy. And Madman Mars is this movie that couldn't have cost more than 50 grand. I would expect less. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's got enough know-how to get these cool cues in and these great sharp stabs. And they all were great at it. The Burning had that Rick Wakeman score. Yeah. You know, the Harry Manfredini Friday the 13th scores. 
how did all these cool guys do these camp slasher kind of scores? But they all got cool ones. It's such an attention detail that other movies don't have. It's it's my favorite sounding genre. It's why mm. it's a big reason why I, like I love these movies. Why you accept their their faults because that atmosphere and feeling. Some of it by just this cheap score. But to get a full for- folklore <laughs> tale, the tale of Madman Mars. Yeah, man. You don't get that. You don't get the tale of Jason Voorhees. Ooh. You don't get that. You should. You get some Freddy type songs. Well, that's like a nursery rhyme, Freddy. right? Yeah. One, two, he's coming for you. Yeah. Madman Mars gets like, this man's existed for hundreds of years. <laughs> this song is timeless. Well, he gets the same. Yeah, he gets the same kind of severity is something like the uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald. You yeah, know? Like, it really is like, like a national tragedy. <laughs> but yeah, he's got that legendary status. Uh, I guess maybe because he was going to be the Cropsey thing and then wasn't. But right. yeah, they definitely... Well, guess what? Builds it Lucky up. us, because we got two different cool-ass movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From We get our The Burning, which is great, which I think we've done. We did. It's we been did a while, yeah. Been a while, yeah. You get your Jason Alexanders in that one. <laughs> Gotta watch Burning. But Madman Mars, man. Like you said, legendary status. <laughs> Lower the banner for this guy. No, it's cool. Exactly. It's a cool low-budget flick. We watched the new uh, Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. Mm. It looked great. Mm-hmm. These camp slashers have never looked better. And they're kind of what I need right now. I need people getting axed in the woods. Kind of into it. That's what I mean. Like you buy the ticket and, and you know what you're getting. Yeah. And it delivers and it's uh We we had our we had our ballot recently of what we wanted to watch and I voted high on a lot of I wanted to see some forests. Mm-hmm. I'm in the mood for some forest horror. Give me some campers getting. Well we were stuck wrecked. in I mean, as much as I don't go camping, yeah. It was a bizarre experience to be really stuck inside all summer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe I'm just kinda like I think I want to see some nature and I wanna see horror. So I'm going to see some nature horror. There you go. I think that's why I've been jonesing so bad for this outdoor horror. <laughs> that's why it's hitting all the buttons. Maybe, maybe I'll watch Madman Mars uh, in a few years when I can leave my home and be like, oh, what are these trees? Big <laughs> Get deal. Get out of here with this. Get out of here. <laughs> Not impressed with you anymore. But yeah, yeah right. I think it came to this, man. I think it did. I think we're going to be talking more camp slashers coming up. I think this is starting a ball rolling. I'm not against it. But yeah, Madman Mars. Check it. Madman. Yeah. It came Thanks to this. Thanks for listening. Came to this. I'm, I'm Charlie. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <Good night. laughs>